Former Ohio State quarterback Joe Burrow is widely regarded to be the most prized transfer during this college football offseason. Less than a week after announcing his decision to leave Columbus, Burrow has already visited two schools with plans to visit a third. And over the weekend, he visited an SEC West program in dire need of a boost at the quarterback position. It's May 15th. My name is Connor Tapp, and you're listening to an afternoon edition of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. Joe Burrow announced his intention to transfer from Ohio State toward the beginning of last week, and by the end of it, he had already taken a pair of visits, including one to LSU. Shea Dixon has his ear to the ground in Baton Rouge. Shay, what can you tell us about the pitch LSU made to Joe Burrow this weekend and whether it seems to have made an impact with him? You know, I think the biggest thing is that LSU sitting in a situation with Danny Etling gone now that they don't have a quarterback on roster who's ever started a game. Uh, they went through spring with Justin McMillan, who's a junior, and then Lowell Narcisse and Miles Brennan, a pair of uh, freshmen. Brennan played last year. Narcisse took a red shirt. Um, but neither, you know, none of the three separated themselves enough to win the starting job. That was what Ed Orgeron said. So he said not only is the, you know, the battle going to play out into the summer and fall camp, but it, he also wanted to take a look at grad transfer quarterbacks, and this was before the Joe Burrow announcement. So as quickly as Burrow said, hey, I'm leaving Ohio State last week, uh, LSU got permission to speak with him and got him onto campus. So he visited Cincinnati on Thursday for a one-day stay. That was an unofficial visit, and then he made his way down to Baton Rouge. He was there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for a three-day stay. It was an official visit. Uh, his dad, Jimmy Burroughs, the defensive coordinator at Ohio University, was with him. Uh, his brother, who lives in Houston, which isn't far from LSU, was with him, and so was his mother. So they had the family all there and, and really rolled out uh, the pitch of, hey, look, we are moving away from the Les Miles days of um, that sort of archaic I-formation offense and uh, also moving away from Matt Canada's offense last year, which was a, a real jet sweep offense. And they've got Steve Inswinger now, an offensive coordinator. And what fans should expect to see from LSU this year is a shotgun, um, very up-tempo RPO offense, which we've obviously seen a lot of college teams move to, and LSU has the athletes to do it. And I think that they're selling him on, hey, we're missing just one piece, and, and that's a quarterback who can operate this and uh, that we can feel really good about. I mean, I think a guy like Miles Brennan has a ton of promise, but um, he's still 190 pounds, and you know he's about to turn 19 years old. And a guy like Joe Burrow is, you know, six foot, whatever, 210, and has been in college for more than three years now and uh, is very developed as both a quarterback and um, physically as a, as a college football player. So no promises were made. I know that was a big thing. Uh, there's been rumblings at Cincinnati, despite having a returning starter, said, hey, look, if you come here, you're going to start. I think for LSU, they had to walk a bit more of a tightrope, given uh, they only have three quarterbacks on roster. They don't know kind of if each guy will stick it out, especially if they land a, a burrow, then they would end up losing some guys, I would think, from the quarterback room. So uh, they pitched to him, look, we, we haven't named a starter. You can look at the film here for the spring and, and see that if you put your talent up against where these guys are at right now in their college careers, uh, you certainly might be a little bit ahead of the curve. And uh, I think Burrow told them, look, I'm going to go home and think on things. There was rumblings that Cincinnati, it was already a done deal. He was going to do it on Sunday. That didn't happen. Uh, Monday came and went nothing. And, and now here we sit 
uh, sort of moving into the middle of the week and still no decision. And there's rumblings out there that North Carolina may get a visit. That would be a third team that would be involved. But um, sort of the vibe we've gotten is that right now he's, he's trying to decide between the Bearcats and the Tigers and, and obviously two very different sides playing in the SEC versus staying close to home. He's lived in Ohio his entire life. He would be two hours from his hometown playing for Cincinnati. And uh, I think that he's sort of weighing those options out right now. You know, Shay, it's not too often that we have a situation where an active FBS defensive coordinator is going on official visits uh, with his son uh, to another FBS school. How does Jimmy Burrow being involved in this process with Joe change how things are proceeding? I think it's it's a great point you make. I think he's going to be extremely educated about what these college coaches are saying. You can't really BS, you know, a kid who's been in a college program three years like Ohio State, let alone when his dad's sitting there and his coach for 30 years in college football. I mean, they get what's real and what's not. And um, I was told at LSU, look, they had a a two-hour meeting planned where they were going to sit there with with Jimmy, his father, and, and obviously Joe, and go over the offense. And it ended up lasting over four hours with Jimmy and Joe both asking all kind of questions and, and trying to figure out sort of exactly what the fit would be. So they're very educated about the process. They're very meticulous of with the approach and making sure that they've got all their ducks lined up correctly. And I think really for LSU, to be honest, they wouldn't even be in this situation maybe if it weren't for Jimmy Burrow, because Jimmy Burrow is very close with LSU safeties coach, Bill Bush, who they hired away from Rutgers this past off season. Uh, and as soon as Burrow announced he was leaving, obviously a lot of teams kind of knew that it was a potential LSU was one of them. Uh, and they sort of had things lined up to very quickly say, okay, Bush, get him onto campus and, and let's make this happen. So uh, the connection to his father is already paying off for LSU, but I think you bring it up um, more than anything. They're just going to be very well educated because his dad is, as I said, has coached for a few decades now in college football. When you look at the schools that Burrow seems to be considering right now, LSU, Cincinnati, UNC, maybe some under, others enter the fold down the line, are you able to work out what it all, what, if anything, he's prioritizing outside of possibly coming in and starting on day one? You know, it's funny. I don't know. Covering recruiting, I often know these kids when they're in ninth grade, and I know their parents. I know everything else. So by the time they make a decision, I have a pretty okay grip on kind of what matters to them and where they might be leaning. But um, LSU didn't recruit Joe Burrow coming out of high school. He went to Ohio State very early in the process. And uh, I became familiar with him sort of when the rest of LSU fans did, which is midway through last week. But I think for me, the biggest thing, and, and this would seem obvious, but I, I think it's something people would have to obviously acknowledge is that he sat on the bench for three years and he's very talented. So, you know, I know that Ohio State's number two and three quarterbacks are often better than a lot of other teams, number one. And, and I think he knows that. And so maybe I think more than anything, he wants to make sure he's going to somewhere where he's going to play, that he's not going to go and lose the job again and have to sit um, this coming season. It wouldn't make sense for him to leave Ohio State if that were the case. So I think he's eyeing a situation, not just that's the right fit in terms of can I win here, can I do this, that, is it close to home, but am I going to play? And what does my competition look like to get to the field? And I know the Bearcats have a returning starter. LSU's got three guys battling for the job. I'm not incredibly hip to what North Carolina's got going on, but obviously if they're pressing for him, they would see an immediate need at quarterback. So you would think that he could win the job wherever he goes, but I'm sure he's paying close attention to, look, what are my odds of winning the job? Because I wouldn't leave Ohio State if I wanted to just go sit on the bench somewhere else. 
How much does it change the outlook of LSU's 2018 season if Joe Burrow becomes their starting quarterback? Well, uh, we don't know, right? We don't know a ton about Burrow. I mean, he's uh, completed more than 70% of his passes when he's played at Ohio State, but it's never been in a starting role. And he's been a kind of a spring game warrior for him. Once again, this spring looks great, the spring game. And, you know, people might call it hype, but I, I think more than anything, you're getting a guy who's obviously got a high football IQ. He's got a great arm. He's athletic. Um, sort of everything you would want from if you're running a shotgun RPO offense in the SEC, a good decision maker, everything like that. So it would change the dynamic in a big way. I mean, let's be honest, these ESPN and all whoever it might be, uh, polls have come out and said LSU's going to win six games this year, or they're going to win seven games this year. Vegas says the line's right now at whatever, seven, seven and a half games. And uh, he would be the type, I feel like, that can swing things. You know, he can win you a game or two where we saw last year, let's say, LSU at Alabama and Tuscaloosa had Danny Etling hit on a couple of more throws in that game, a few deep throws, they might have beaten Alabama. I mean, they were it was right there for the taking, and quarterback play left him short. They threw a pick before right after halftime, and and everything sort of went south from there. But um, I guess my point is, I think he's the type that gives you confidence that you can operate this offense without having to protect him. And I think a lot of times that last year's offense, they were protecting their quarterback and um, letting him be a game manager to an extent. But with Burrow, I think the leash would be a lot longer. And I feel like Orgeron would have a lot of confidence. It's, it's understandable why he would make this play. Yes, it, it's going to ruffle some feathers in your quarterback room, but Orgeron's in year two uh, at a school that wants to win now, and he knows he's not going to have forever to do it. So he's going to bet on the short-term game, and, and Joe Burrow is certainly a short, short-term play. He's a guy who can come in immediately and, and be here yet for two years, but those two years are he's probably going to give you a lot of high-level play. You can find all of Shea's reporting on Joe Burrow's visit to Baton Rouge and his recruitment by LSU going forward at go247.com with go spelled the way you'd expect from any self-respecting LSU site. You can find him on Twitter at Shay Dixon. Thanks, Shay. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. There's a new episode of The Morning Blitz every weekday, so we'll be back in your podcast feed tomorrow morning talking to the reporters covering the biggest college football stories of the day in a tidy 10 to 15 minute package. If you enjoy what we're doing here at The Morning Blitz, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Stitcher and tell a friend to check us out. We have a Twitter now, so go ahead and give us a follow at MorningBlitz247, where we will be tweeting links to recent episodes and the biggest college football stories of the day that didn't quite make it onto the show.